0: And welcome back to That's Entertaining. Today, we're going to be doing something a little different. We'll be talking one-on-one with a creative type, as I like to call him, with Mr. Scott Drummond. Scott, welcome to That's Entertaining.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Now, Scott, tell me, uh, so the listeners know, what is your work that you have done that they can go and seek out?
1: Uh, well, currently I am uh, doing a comic, uh, online comic called Night Smoke. It's at uh, nightsmokecomic.com, and uh, it's kind of a young adult superhero, boy meets girl, everything goes terribly wrong, and superpowers kind of story. I've been doing it for about, gosh, two and a half years at this point. Uh, did a Kickstarter for the first kind of collection. About a year and a half, two years ago, been working on the second, uh, you know, book since then, you know, kind of doing a few local shows, uh, locals in Kansas City, it's where I'm from, Uh, and kind of trying to, you know, do a little more branching out and all that kind of stuff. So, check it out. It's a lot of fun.
0: So, Night Smoke is a, it started out as a web-based comic, right? Yeah. So... When you were first envisioning what you wanted to do, you you know you had a story that you wanted to tell. You wanted to draw. Now, are you the writer and the illustrator?
1: Uh, yeah, I do all of it. So you do all it's, of it in this excellent, except for print it off and and bind the thing.
0: Well, you know, usually when you go to that kind of side of things, you have to go to the pros who've done it for a long time and have the equipment to really do it, right? For sure. So when you started this web comic out, what were what was your end goal? What and have you met it yet? Have you Gone to the point where you're like, I've completed what I want to, but I just want to keep writing. Or, what's where do you want to get to by path of night smoke?
1: Um, well, uh, let me think. So, no, to answer the first question, <laughs> uh, I first started writing it, and I, I always knew that it was going to be um, a, a physical book at some point. That was kind of always the the goal. Uh, the goal of you know putting it on the on the on the web was was sort of to build the audience, to kind of have that kind of sample idea out there, uh, and kind of create that idea of, hey, you can read this. People are enjoying it. It's pretty fun, good. So maybe I should buy this book, uh, you know, or and read it as well. Buy the book, share it with my friends, and all that. Right. So that was kind of always the goal was to do the print version of it. Um, uh, when I first started writing it, I uh, kind of wrote accidentally the first two volumes in you know in one setting, uh, you know not not in the same day or anything, but <laughs> you know planned the whole thing out. You know took about two you know two and a half months and, and, and wrote you know basically about what I thought was sixty to eighty pages that I could you know create a, a full volume in, and then t- sort of quickly realized as I was you know, uh, drawing the whole thing that uh, I was going to surpass that pretty quickly. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so that's when uh, uh, about, you know, a year and a half into it, I decided to uh, do the first book, kind of cut what I had in half, do about a 60, 70 page uh, kind of graphic novel for the first volume. And then sort of now I've been continuing that same story, uh, you know, from what I first wrote. And have been uh, kind of making all that ever since.
0: That's cool. So, so as, as you release Night Smoke, is it on uh, a weekly schedule that you update and have a new page, or is it a monthly? How does that interval usually work for you? Well,
1: it kind of depends on you know how busy I am with you know terrible life you know that kind of gets in the way of everything. <laughs> but, you know, usually I try to do once a week, and now, uh, luckily, uh, it's kind of gotten to a point with the with the comic that everything's getting a little bit more action-packed than it has in the past. I, you know, really tried to get everything kind of built up uh, to kind of build into this kind of uh, very, uh, you know, much more action-packed scenes. So, and and you know, I wanted to make those action scenes mean something as well. So you know, that was always very important to me. I I don't, you know, want to just have fighting for fighting's sake. I want, you know, some real character to be behind it. So uh, kind of, you know, spent some some time to really kind of, you know, flesh out these characters and make them seem very much more real and give them real consequences. But at the same time, uh, you know, so now everything's kind of uh, come to a head in the story. So everything's going really, really terribly for the main character. (laughs) And uh, so now it's kind of getting a little bit easier to kind of uh, keep that once a week schedule uh, that I've been kind of going on. And because uh, it's a full page a week, oftentimes, uh, sometimes it's even like two pages uh, if it's a big spread, and that takes a little bit longer. But and I try to definitely put a lot of detail in, put a lot of you know color work in, uh, and have it be a really nice piece at the end. You know, I'd I'd rather have it be something that I'm really, you know, proud of and and, and enjoy looking at and I think is indicative of what my art style, you know, what I'm striving for, Uh than really hit that, you know, once a week target.
0: Right. You don't want to sacrifice the quality just to get it out there, right?
1: That's kind of the goal. I mean, you know, there's there's always the two schools of thought and, you know, in if I were doing like a gag a day strip, you know, like a, you know, like a PVP or a peanuts kind of thing, I think it'd be a little bit different in, you know, trying to get something out at a consistent rate, but if it sends it to full page, you know, and it's, and I have other like freelance things that also kind of happen alongside of this, you know, which this then drives for better or for worse. (laughs) Uh, I I can't complain about it, you know, right. Uh, you know, that kind of idea that you know, I'd rather have it be a really good calling card more than you know, be consistent. You know, I want people to know that you know, when they come to the site, they're gonna ex- they're gonna see a really good, solid page. You know, a good comic that's uh, you know, well thought out. You know, and 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 all that, rather than something that I, you know, maybe I had some other stuff going in that week and just needed it. Yeah, you know, slap something out. And I don't. I definitely don't want that because that's going to be, you know, in a book forever. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. It's it's going to be your legacy, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, legacy sounds. You know, that's, that's a little. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: a legacy starts somewhere, and you never know that's what true. begins. That's
1: true. That's true. I suppose. You know? <laughs> so, uh,
0: you your your book, Night Smoke. That uh, would you call that your 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 main focus piece right now, as far as what you want to work on and accomplish on a on a overall basis or would you call your main focus you know, your your commissions or other things that you come across?
1: Uh and I mean I think night smoke is definitely my main focus at this point. Like um I I I don't do a lot of, you know, on the side commissions when I'm at uh you know conventions and things. I I, I do some there, but oftentimes that doesn't bleed too much over into the other side of it, you know, I've got I've got a nine to five, so that takes up a lot of time. But uh, you know, overall, uh, definitely my evenings and weekends are are very night smoke focused. Yeah. Uh,
0: Day nine to five is always getting in the way. I know, man. So, what was your main inspiration for my uh, night smoke and drawing in general? What made you want to pick up the pen the first time to draw? And how did that parlay into, I want to make this comic?
1: Well, I mean, I, I always, you know, you know, read comics growing up. I, I, uh, I was a huge fan of uh, Mark Bagley's uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man run back in the day. That was kind of my, you know, my Spider-Man. I, I, I loved that kind of style and, you know, that kind of action Uh, for a long time, you know, and watched, of course, all the, you know, Spider-Man, 90s X-Men cartoons and all that kind of stuff. And so I always drew a lot, you know, as a kid and uh, ended up, you know, kind of going to uh, KU for illustration because I enjoyed it so much. Uh, So I did that. So I've always kind of drew, and that's always kind of been a big focus for me. Um, You know, while I was there at KU, I did, you know, a, a weekly comic strip for the newspaper there kind of got into you know comics that way you know very much you know had that was my kind of my first comic deadline job even though it was only a strip a week it was kind of a and it paid literally five dollars a strip so it wasn't (laughs) like i was doing it for the money uh but you know i mean it was it was good to kind of i think that that definitely taught me a lot about how to kind of get on that uh you know to sort of how that process works, you know. When I first started, I was, you know, this is probably, gosh, this is two thousand one. Um, uh, I'm, you know, drawing everything. Well, well, first thing I'm doing is I'm typing up, you know, the word balloons in Comic Sans, on, uh, on the computer, and then literally printing them out. Uh, I'm glue sticking them onto. A page that I've drawn boxes on then I'm drawing on you know on the page and then I'm physically bringing that page to the the campus newspaper and they scan it for me and bring it back like and put it back in this box that I had (laughs) so so when I first started I was really really old school (laughs) like I didn't realize what the heck I was doing I had no idea what I was doing it was terrible I mean it's funny it's funny to look back at some of those uh and please don't because <laughs> they're really <laughs> bad <laughs> you know but uh you know doing all that you know over the course of uh three years you know really taught me you know three years while i was there and then i kind of continued doing it afterwards but it really taught me you know how to do digital art you know how how to you know color uh, on the computer and 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 you know kind of the way of doing all that and and you know, also kind of understanding, you know, comic timing and things like that. So uh, it was an interesting experience. And I'm, I'm definitely glad I did it, uh, even if those strips aren't, you know, the best I've ever seen.
0: Well, it got you the beginning. It was your origin story, right?
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, not not as glamorous as, as, as other things, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely uh, humble beginnings. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, definitely got me inter- introduced to like, you know, uh, Wacom tablets and and things like that. You know, kind of figuring out how to use Photoshop. You know, finding blambot.com for fonts, com and you know, all that kind of stuff. Kind of that all came comes to a head, and you kind of figure out piece by piece. Oh, this is how you know the pros are doing it. This is how you know everything is kind of really happening, and how you know you. You kind of see through it like it's the Matrix at some point, you know? right? You want, you kind of like oh, I see that he's using this technique and this is kind of how the you know they're making those marks and you know all that kind of stuff. And of course, you know, you're reading you know the Scott McLeod books and things like that on you, you know kind of the classic how to you know understanding of how how comics really work and how they. You know how how we all read them subconsciously, whether we know it or not.
0: (laughs) True, yeah. So that's the the origin or the genesis of Scott Drummond deciding that I want to draw, I want to do something. Now, how do you get to the point where you're like, you know what, I really want to make this book now, and I have, how do you get to, I want to make my own superhero? I mean, that's a daunting task, right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because I mean, especially that, you know that idea of, of superhero comics is so very much dominated by, uh, you know, the the Marvel and DC, and you know to a lesser extent probably Image, you know, with with books like Invincible and things like that. I mean, that's a huge book, but um, the idea that, you know, like I because I, I've always loved superhero books, and you know, I had I, you know, done some stuff in the past, and I'd, you know, in in between, you know, Doc Boys uh, and uh, which was the the, the comic strip you know, in college, and, you know, Smoke. I did some other projects, you know, and I worked with, you know, a couple writers and things like that, and, you know, I mean, really nice guys, and, you know, all that, but overall, I just, you know, having worked on my own writing, you know, or, you know, writing with a partner before, you know, I started with, you know, the comic strip stuff, I always felt like I wanted to change things or switch things up, and I, you know, kind of, you know, didn't it wasn't really working as much, you know, as well as I had hoped, you know, with when working with those writers. And I kind of was hoping that I would be able to, you know, pretty easily find somebody that, you know, I, I could, you know, closely work with and we could kind of collaborate on books and it just wasn't happening. And at a certain point I just kind of got fed up and was like, you know what, if I want to make something like this, I can just do it. Like it doesn't, I got, I kind of at the beginning of my, yeah, you know, I was like, it doesn't have to be good. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know it just has to be done like that's it, that sounds terrible but uh like it it i can i could i have i guess i just had faith in myself that if i could write it and i know what i like to read i can kind of uh you know finagle that into what i'd like to write And i mean I, it's not like i didn't take writing classes in college and things like that, you know, or that I haven't written any stories before. It's just that, you know, I had, I had this grandiose idea of, you know, when Marvel and DC do it, you know, one way, that's the way you do it. And, you know, no, you can, there's so many different ways to do it. You might as well just do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And there was no reason for me to wait around till someone found me and said, hey, you know, I, uh, I'd like you of, of all people to make this. Well, I had to, you know, some, if someone's going to come to me and say that, they had to be able to see that, hey, I have made this. I have done something like this before, you know, so it's not that much of a stretch.
0: It's getting your portfolio kind of built up your, that you can mm- show
1: kind of yeah i mean I, in a sense and also in the sense that you know it, and, and i did and i am learning along the way too which is which is always good you know i mean I, th- I don't think anyone ever stops learning you know i think every part of it is you know doing comics and doing art in general it's just that you're always kind of figuring things out everything is a puzzle you know it's always this kind of interesting brain puzzle and and and, and kind of working everything it's kind of this this weaving of a tapestry i think mm mm-hmm. mhm to kind of, uh, mix metaphors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's, that's the great thing about art, right? Is that there is no one way to do it. Like there is no, you have to use a pencil, you have to use a paintbrush. It's whatever you want to express, however you want to express it. It's, and that's what makes, you know, all of the art in the, you know, from Michelangelo to Picasso, what makes them different and unique is how they chose to express what was in their mind this is how you're forming your expressions is by going through your uh, growth process, as it were,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I think so, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's taking all your your outside influences, it's taking, you know, everything that you kind of are and trying to mash it all into something or at least filter it into something that, that you also enjoy and that you think that other people will enjoy too. But, I mean, most of all, I mean, really, I mean, even in the front of the book, like, uh, you know, the, for the first volume, I... You know, I kind of didn't know who I was going to dedicate the thing to. And I was like, I guess this is really, I, the reason I did it was because this is the book that I'd want to read if I was 12 years old. And that's who I'm doing this for. I'm doing this for 12-year-old me and kind of being like, listen, you remember that time that you really wanted to do this forever? Well, here we are. We're doing it. So <laughs> lucky so, us, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you said something there that I think needs to make sure that you come across clearly is that you want to make something that you want to read because you've read comic books you know what you like and by knowing what you like it also informs what other people may enjoy too because if you wouldn't read what you make then who are you really even making it for you right, know what i mean
1: exactly <laughs> totally no i absolutely agree it's like i i definitely wanted to make something that was you know fun and you know for for you know for everybody from like a 10 year old that could pick it up and read it and you know you know, all the way uh, you know to any adult that can pick it up as well. Like I think, you know, it's it's definitely. I, I tried to make it as. You know, it it it's it doesn't talk down t- to kids at all because I always hated that when I was reading comics when anything that was, you know, like oh this this is for kids, uh and and talked down to kids you know and I felt talked down to so I I, I definitely wanted to it to be an adult voice and an intelligent kid so it doesn't did, it didn't talk down, mm-hmm. but. uh you know at the same time i wanted it to be accessible for kids so that they would be able to you know be able to pick it up and, and, and enjoy it and relate to it and kind of feel like that outsider thing that that kids you know often feel that they're that you're, you're different somehow but uh but that's kind of an okay thing
0: right and so that's an interesting approach to take i mean cuz really when you think about it these days back when we were growing up and reading you know iron man or batman back in you know the Late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. There was the simplicity that's kind of in, involved in some of those books, even like, you know, uh, some of the storylines. Because, you know, Stanley had the thing, every comic book could be someone's first. So because right. of that, they kind of simplified things a little bit. But, you know, today, things are completely different than they were back then, right? People, younger people today, like 10-year-olds, have more mental capacity than we probably had. When we were 10, honestly, with all, the, <laughs> all these electronics and gadgets that they know how to run inerrantly anymore. So they're able to pick things up and understand things a lot easier. So it's really integral to the, the key that you don't talk down, as you said, uh, to anybody who wants to read this book. So if I pick it up as a 30-year-old and someone who has, picks it up as a 20-year-old and a 10-year-old can read it and enjoy it all the same time, that's an amazing feat, really, to accomplish.
1: Well, I mean that's what I'm going for. I don't know if I did it. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I hope I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh I mean I mean I, I guess, you know, and, and the best part really is is talking to kids at the, the cons and things and and you know, having them come up and saying that, you know, just being excited that, you know, they did read it and they're enjoying it and it's really that does kind of have that, you know, give give me that sort of proud feeling that I did do it, you know, you know that I did kind of accomplish that with with the book you know having the kids be just excited about the character and be excited about the book and and, and that they're reading it and I, I you know my first show I you know had, had some kids come up and you know get the book and there was one I always remember that's you know really excited about the book and like you know but you know maybe about an hour or two later he comes back to my table to kind of show me where he is in the book that he's been, he's already read this far into it and he's just <laughs> so excited. You know, he talks. He starts talking about how he's making his own comics and what his characters are, and I just, I, I always love that, you know. And I always love, you know, because that, you know, I never went to, you know, Comic Cons as a kid, which is the, probably the dumbest thing. I don't know why I never went, you know. I, you know, maybe my parents didn't want to take me for some reason. <laughs>
0: they didn't want you to turn out to be some sort of comic book creator or something right, like that. Right, I know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to sh- you know shield me from myself. I'm sure. Uh-huh. But no, uh, but you know, it's just that that never you know was was something that I did. Even in college, I never went. You know, I, it was it was you know only, gosh, probably about five years ago I went to my first one, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I need to. This is my. These are my people. Mm-hmm. This is my place. What have I been you know <laughs> doing this whole time? I need I need to be here. This is you know. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, to kind of go back to what your question, you know, your, your point to that was really the beginning of, of Night Smoke 2 was going to one of those and being like, what, why am I not doing this? Like seeing so many, you know, independent creators with all of their independent, you know, books and things and, you know, being out there, putting it out there. And I was like, God, I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not, you can say that it's easy, but it, just saying that, like, you know, it's, it's something that I can do. Yeah. So you're
0: probably hesitant to start doing it, but really when you go and you see, like, you go down Artist Alley or something like that at one of those mm-hmm. comic conventions, and you see all these people and all their independent books and all the works that they've done, and you're like, you know, I have this great idea, too. I feel like I can do this. The only person stopping you is yourself at that point. So you just got to kick yourself and be like, you know what? <laughs> I got to just draw this and get it done.
1: Right, exactly. And I, honestly, I didn't even have an idea at that point. Like, I just knew I wanted to make a book. Like, I had no like the 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 idea of you know a, a smoke based superhero power was some, not something that i just like i had to work at that like <laughs> you know i had to like you know think about like you know what what doesn't really exist you know what what do i think is an interesting idea that that kind of you know is part of you know that teenager experience that you know that idea of not feeling like you're you're part of something that you're kind of invisible you know, like even like you know, you, you kind of look at like a character like the Invisible Woman. You know, I mean that says a lot that you know she, you know, back in the '60s, that she's this woman. That her power is to you know blend in with everything. Like that's a terrible thing, you know, in and of itself. True. Right? Like uh-huh. there's that there's that kind of idea, and uh, you know, even if you look at like actually, uh, I just got the uh the Marvel Unlimited uh yearly subscription. So I've been going back and reading all of Amazing Spider-Man from the beginning, like issue one. Oh, wow. It's really funny. It, those old books are hilarious. Uh, but so it's it's just funny to see, you know, Peter Parker being just totally hapless and just screwing up everything. Like, you know, like he's trying to date, you know, Betty Brant and like just like can't figure it out. Like can't like has to like juggle all these things and, and always screws it up and is never really like you know, good at anything except for, you know, being Spider-Man and just like that kind of gets in the way of all you know, his life and everything. And like that kind of idea that, that kind of relates to kids is that, you know, like you do feel like that outsider when you're a teenager, you do feel kind of that awkward, like where do I belong? And I think that's, you know, what I wanted to kind of create and like to have that kind of idea permeate the book, like that you that, that idea of being different and, you know, with the whole, you know, smoke thing is like, I think that idea of, you know, not necessarily I any mean, kind of transparency, but just like that, uh, that flimsiness about you, that that you kind of, you know, you there's so much change happening, you know, when when you're that age. Uh And I wanted to kind of make that part of the book, that, that idea, and so th- that's kind of where that came from. I definitely had to kind of think about, you know, I didn't want like, oh, well I guess he is super strong, or, uh, you know, like if he, you know, he, if he can fly, like I, I wanted it to be more of a, what am I trying to say? Like a stealth book, you know, where he doesn't, he can't use strength to overcome things. He has to use his brain. Like he right. has to kind of think, think his way out of problems instead of just punching stuff.
0: Right. So he's not like Superman where he can just bust out of a room and no problems and bullets deflect right. off of him. I mean, you have a, a vulnerable uh, hero pretty much, right?
1: Right, and that's the goal. Is that he, you, you, you know, he, he kind of does screw some stuff up, even though he is kind of a good kid at heart. He's he doesn't necessarily make all the best decisions all the time, and you know, but then he's gonna live with it.
0: And talking about decisions, so in Night Smoke, obviously, all the great superheroes have tragedy in their lives, mm-hmm. and the tragedy that you set up for it in this character, the origin story in Volume One. Pretty effective. I mean, and he's blaming himself for everything that's happening, too, and is not too dissimilar than, you know, Batman blames himself at times for his parents' death. You know, Peter Parker always blames himself for his Uncle Ben's death. Um, Those different characters are all following those same kind of lines, so it's, it's really an effective way for you to have done this on this own level for him to become the hero and at the same time his, you know, this tragedy happens in his life as well.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's kind of a classic, you know, thing. I didn't want to, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm, you know, standing on the shoulders of all the greats with that one. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, if you think about the tragedy that happens, every superhero that you look at, there is someone uh, or something that happens to him. So, so you look at Daredevil, right? His dad dies. Batman, right. both of his parents die. Um, even Iron Man, his dad dies. Um Krypton blows up, so Superman's all alone. So
1: <laughs> His race guy. Exactly.
0: Except for his cousin shows up later on and his dog. Well, I mean, his dog
1: but, and, and then Zod and the, you know, the other two. The Kandorians
0: and everybody just shows yeah. up.
1: I mean, well, I mean, yeah, they kind of wrote some more of those. But.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, But the way you do it in this comic, it feels really, really good. And you also look at this too, right? And the scenarios that you have in the comic is it's rounded, or not rounded, it's it's grounded in reality, save for the fact that you probably have some some crazy technology or science stuff that may not have been discovered yet, could be in the, in the future, you never know, uh, that creates this night spoke to be able to be existing. Um, and obviously his foil that's revealed later on, which, excellent job on that, by the way, I didn't really see that coming.
1: Thanks, good. Okay, yeah, I was really worried. It was like, oh man, isn't that so obvious? And then it's like... Oh, I guess not. Great. I actually uh, responded to a comment on my site earlier that someone was like, "Oh my god, I had no idea that was coming." And I was like, "Good. I'm glad that <laughs> you know that no one saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Apparently, which is awesome." Like, yeah, it was. It was good, and it was
0: great reveal works. for that. And we kind of knew, looking at that, that you were building that character to kind of be the foil, the villain of the story. Right. For sure. So, but for any listener who's listening right now, the Night Smoke comic is you can look, read the whole thing i believe right at uh, yeah, yeah. nightsmoke.com is that
1: what it is uh, NightSmokeComic.com.
0: NightSmokeComic.com. comic.com nightsmoke comic.com so make sure you do that so i am trying not to spoil anything right now because obviously you don't want to spoil the the big plot points the big reveals but go read it it's actually really entertaining uh, to read so let's let's look at this the smoke power again how sure. you how you came to decide all oh, right i want to make this kid have smoke power So you were looking around, kind of trying to figure out what doesn't exist or what's not really being utilized much in comics, and you find uh, the power for smoke, right?
1: Yeah, basically the idea is, I mean, on a kind of a, you know, not necessarily, they haven't really spelled it out in the book yet, but uh, basically the idea is that he can sort of uh, vibrate his molecules in in his body to sort of uh, expand them to like a gaseous state. Okay. Okay you know that that's sort of the idea uh but you know some some uh, stoner on t v calls him you know night smoke and it just sort of <laughs> sticks right you know as 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 happens so uh so that's kind of the idea is that uh he he can kind of change into this uh you know gaseous uh smoke form and uh you know be able to slip under doors you know hide in things you know maybe kind of uh, be able to unlock things from other sides, and, you know, basically the idea is, yeah, that he can be able to shift from his body from being a solid to, you know, all the way to being a gas, so, you know, sort of, that's the idea that then uh, you know, with that reveal later on, you can kind of see that, oh, well, it's it's slightly different with, uh, you know, somebody else, but it's sort of that, it's not quite as far as that uh, but uh, you know, it's it's it within the same vein. It's that same sort of molecule shifting mm-hmm. is the idea there.
0: So that makes sense with the molecules being like so vibrating and becoming that. Because part of the reason that he becomes this this hero or the, have this ability is because there is an experiment where it gets really hot, which the molecules would heat up to a state where they would then go crazy and be able to do this type of uh, shifting, right?
1: Right. That's kind of the idea is that this, you know, whatever that crazy crystal thing in, in the experiment is and, you know, put w- with the, you know, the electricity and whatever, whatever the heck is happening in that inspe- experiment, you know, uh, we're not entirely sure at this point <laughs> uh, in the book. Heck, I'm not sure. We won't, we won't go into that <laughs> uh, or at least, uh, you know, but uh, that idea that uh, basically there's something that has you know changed. In, in the way that his molecular, uh, you know, makeup is that, that he can kind of create that change, you know, in his mind and it, and it becomes real.
0: Okay. Now I have to ask you a question. Sure. So you, you read like the Hulk comic, right? Mm-hmm. And Bruce Banner always has pants. <laughs> and I see something similar happening here in this situation. So have you
1: revealed yet <laughs> Does he have to wear the same set of clothes? <laughs> it's exa-
0: exactly. Is it the same set of clothes all the
1: time? Uh, you know, well, he so he's he switched out the mask at this point. He's still probably wearing. And he's got a different set of shoes. So I'm kind of just going with, he can uh, if he's touching something, he can shift that as well. Oh, okay. So that's that's kind of the. The fast and loose way that I'm playing it.
0: (laughs) So, eventually, you know, 15 volumes in, we'll probably see a romance story where he flies around the world with some lady, right? And then Mm -hmm. shows her the world from way up high as smoke and then comes back down. The whole Superman (laughs) 2 thing, or 2 or 1.
1: That's 1, that's 1. Yeah. Uh, He
0: he totally would have killed Lois, by the way. I mean, I don't know if he realizes that or not.
1: Yeah, no, she'd be dead. (laughs) There's no way to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, however, if she did have the smoke ability you could do that feasibly because she's then sharing the same power as your hero
1: yeah exactly god so, now now i'm trying to think of what that quote is what in her in is it was in margaret kidder yeah in her, in her line that she's like uh, can you read my mind <laughs> oh, man. i got to watch that movie again that's such a good movie
0: Ah, uh, yeah it's it's so let, let's talk about that for a <laughs> little bit right what's your favorite uh superhero movie right now
1: Oh man, that's a tough one. I I think I love a lot of different ones for a lot of different reasons. Um. I I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Excellent. A lot. Like I mean, that's I, I I saw that in the theater, uh, two or three times. I bought it on iTunes, and then my brother I, I bought it on iTunes like uh, two days before Christmas because I just wanted to watch it, and then my brother actually gave it to me on DVD. Uh, on Christmas and so now I have it in two formats which I'm certainly not mad about because I love it that much like I'm not gonna return it because I want to own it in all forms possible Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that movie I think it's just so much fun it's so funny it's it's. I think it's a wonderful um, refreshing look at that kind of superhero genre because it's I mean, it's it's Marvel's Star Wars, right? Right. Yeah. Like it's Star Wars before Star Wars. Like the idea. It's I think it's Star Wars for uh, a new generation of kids, right? Like we had we had Star Wars. Like I mean, I was born in '82, and so uh, Empire came out like that year, and then was it that year, or the year before, or the year after? I mean, '82. Now. Yeah. Uh. So then, like, I mean, I grew up with you know Ewoks, and I remember you know going to the lake and watching that. Do you remember that Ewok movie? That was like the, the parade family? of Ewoks or whatever it was called. I don't know, like like a family gets abandoned, like, yeah, like a planet. Yeah, it was awful. Those awful. weren't Star I Wars remember. movies.
0: We don't consider those canon at all.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, but like I watched all of that stuff, <laughs> but like, you know, I watched all that growing up. But like now, like they get, you know, you know the kids now get Guardians, and I love that. Like that's such a cool idea that that's their thing, and like it's a fun movie it's not i mean aside from like one terrible line that drax says about uh Gamora, it's a perfect movie you know uh but uh, i i think that's one of the best ones right now uh, i also love captain america winter soldier for completely different reasons like that's, that's just
0: a great film all around right
1: like it's a it's a james bond movie right it's it's a it's a spy movie it's
0: it's a Terminator movie, really, because every time the winter soldier's on the screen in that movie it's it's terrifying.
1: God, that's true, I suppose. yeah, you're right. I never thought of it that way. I thought of it more as a uh uh kind of a whoa what's that what's that movie with Robert Redford called? That's not that movie it's not uh Captain America uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you think uh, uh, Concord uh, oh, it's going to drive me crazy now.
0: I don't know. Well, we can figure that one out. We'll come back to the name of the Robert Redford movie. Is it Concords?
1: Three Days of the Condor. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that was going to drive me nuts. Three Days of the Condor. It's, you know, uh, 1975, Robert Redford. He's uh, basically, like, the idea is he works at this government agency and, like, uh, walks out, goes and gets lunch one day, comes back, and everyone in the office is murdered, Like, and so he's like, Oh crap. And it's like this whole government conspiracy cover up. Uh, and so he's got to like go on the run. And so that's, that's what, you know, winter soldier is like that kind of idea of the spy movie where, you know, they take down shield and I, I saw none of that coming, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and I, you know, with, you know, all the stuff with fury in that movie, you know, and Colby Smolders has to take over, and, like, all that kind of stuff was awesome. Like, it just kept me on my toes, and, you know, I thought... It was, it was almost Mission Impossible. Right. Like, that that first one. So I love that one. Uh, the first Iron Man is always going to be wonderful.
0: Like so I'm one. detecting a theme here. Marvel right. is kind of your jam.
1: <laughs> yeah, Marvel's totally my jam. Like, as, as, and as much as I love, uh, you know, Dark Knight, like... The third one kind of fell flat for me, so i don't I don't know that's kind of been that's that's kind of too bad and i i can't I can't seem to get behind Batman v Superman I mean I just can't seem to like find it in myself to like that I'd love the flash though
0: uh-huh the t v show
1: the show the show's incredible
0: yeah I've been catching up on arrow um I'm on the latest <laughs> season i three gonna, episodes in or something. But
1: where, where, where are you in on Arrow? Can we can we spoil anything? Um. I've, <laughs> I've watched about the first half of it.
0: You watched the first half of the season? Of the season. So, uh, I, don't want to spoil anything so I am caught up. I've seen all of season one, all of season two, and I'm like five episodes in on the third season.
1: Okay, so you, you've seen what happens to Sarah in the beginning. Yes. And that's infuriating to me because she was the best character in season two. You think so? Oh, by far. I loved Sarah. Sarah was my girl. Like, I want... I hate her sister so much.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't like her sister at all. I mean, not really.
1: <laughs> she, she is the worst in that show. I mean, not only is she a bad actress, which is, you know, one... Which is, you know, forgivable on those kinds of shows. But just just the general character is terrible. Mm-hmm. The idea that, you know... I guess I have this, like, pain pill problem and... <laughs> that just out of nowhere for like a month
0: <laughs> becomes an alcoholic and everything.
1: Yeah. And then there's an alcoholic and it's like, well, hold, no, I think you got some, you know, you got to really, have you met an alcoholic yeah. <laughs> or someone addicted to pain it's Like, this isn't how this works necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't and a big uh, fan
0: of her character arc, uh, ever <laughs> really. Right.
1: Right, it's just so bad. But, like, and then Sarah comes in and is like, oh, wait, no, you're awesome. Like, everything about you is incredible. And, uh, and just the way that they, you know, you know, took her down in the first episode, I was like, what? No, that, she, she was easily the best part of the show. And then, you know, lo- you know Laura, or whatever her name is, Laurel, uh, tries to come in and fill her shoes and is terrible. But then somehow, uh, oh, I guess maybe I don't know if you're that far yet.
0: Probably not. I think I'm getting to the part where she's trying to act like she knows what she's doing, like getting oh. beat up in the
1: streets. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> like, Oh, uh, it just drives me so crazy. Like, I'm like, only spent five years on that island. Like, you can't, you know, and, and you know, at least uh, oh, what's his name? Red Arrow is like. In, you know, on the streets, like, doing, you know, like, he kind of, at least kind of, you can kind of... Well, he's an assassin. Hand.
0: He's in the League of Assassins. The Red Arrow, a Merlin?
1: No, no, I'm thinking of... Uh, Speedy? Yeah, or Speedy. not Speedy.
0: They don't call him Speedy in this show. They yeah, they call the, her his sister, Speedy.
1: His sister, Speedy. Yeah, and then, like, he says Speedy, like, one time at the end of season two, but they're like, oh, I was trying to remind you. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, oh, it's such a weird... It just throws me off. Did you ever watch uh, Young Justice? You know, I didn't watch. It's always been on my list to watch. Man, you got to watch that. That I think the first season's on Netflix.
0: Because that's the one where it's like Robin and uh, Mm -hmm. like Young Cyborg and uh, the younger characters, pretty much right. The sidekicks.
1: Yeah, it's all the sidekicks, and I don't think uh, I don't think Cyborg's in it.
0: Okay, I might be uh, I might be mixing that and Teen Titans together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because Teen Titans is definitely – that's kind of the cartoony fun one. But, man, Young Justice, I think that's one of the best, like, superhero shows ever.
0: My Uh, favorite superhero show ever is Batman the Animated Series.
1: That show's incredible.
0: I mean, the Joker being Mark Hamill and the writing from Paul Dini for those episodes, the introduction of Harley Quinn, uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Kevin Conroy is my Batman. You know, yeah, people say she, who, you know, Christian Bale's my Batman or this or that. No, Kevin Conroy.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely think Kevin Conroy is like like that voice is Batman. Period. You know, he he is pretty much definitive Batman. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely Kevin Conroy, and, and yeah, Mark Hamill's my Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just like that that series, especially because you know that's p- definitely part of you know that whole. Spider-Man, Marvel, X-Men,
0: you mm-hmm. know. Uh, that was a great era for, for really comics was. on TV.
1: Really. And, like, I think that's... Honestly, like, I think all those shows were why, you know, we have any of these movies now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you know, now, you know, I'm, you know, early 30s, you know, so we, you know, are this now kind of new thing growing up. And it's like, oh, well, we saw all this stuff as kids and now we want to make it for us as adults, you know.
0: Exactly, because now the people who were influenced by it are able to create and be the influencers. So the next generation that comes along is going to be insane, It as long as we don't take too much of the imagination out of it and just put it all on the screen.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I, and the, the weird thing is, too, it's like, I mean, I think the next generation is going to be influenced by a whole different set of things. It's like, we're going to have... You know, in ten years I guarantee you, we'll see like live action Pokemon movies, like you know, it'll be like all like the live action uh you know, Yu-Gi-Oh. It'll be live action, uh how, like, you know, we'll get like a Adventure like, like, Time right? or something like that. Yeah, we'll get like we'll get like a Dragon Ball Z remake, live action. <laughs> like like I feel like all that kind of stuff was like just under you know, my age range that I don't really get it, but I know that like everyone's like was crazy about it like you know if you're five years younger than you know me and you're you're like your mid-20s like that was your thing like that was your jam and like just like you know like spider-man you know batman and man series and you know the 92 x-men was like our thing Mm -hmm. like that's what's gonna be like in five years the next big thing
0: yeah and you know i think that they're doing is it batman or X-Men where they're putting out a new comic run which is the same art style and kind yeah, of a, I don't yeah, know if it's a continuation story or what of that. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, I think it's called X Men ninety two. X-Men ninety two? X-Men uh, yeah, it's Chris Sims is writing it. Uh, he's the guy from Comics Alliance, he's writing that one. And I forget who's doing the art on it. But yeah, it's like it's all the you know basically starts right up from you know in that animated world everyone's still got those old school animated you know 92 you know x-men 92 costumes jubilees you know has that ridiculous yellow jacket you know cyclops is the you know weird triangle belt thing that he's got going on on his chest for some reason Uh uh-huh like who knows what's happening there
0: (laughs) and then you got you know wolverine in the classic yellow
1: Mm -hmm. and blue yeah, big blue, uh, you know, shoulder pads that look like weird metal cans. Mm-hmm. Things, you, know, you know, Professor Xavier's one still alive, <laughs> two has you know the the yellow hover wheelchair. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I need to
0: check that comics that book out. You, how many issues is out of it now? Do you know?
1: I think it's like on like one or two. Like it just came out. Like it's pretty new.
0: That yeah, just brings like back so many memories.
1: Right. No, totally.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, you look at the, the things that have influenced you. Obviously, in the 90s, the early 90s comics um, have influenced your wanting to create this artwork that you've done, and then that came into your comic book that you created. So, let's talk a little bit. You did the web comic on your own volition, right? You were able to just do it. You got your web domain, you got the tools, and you just drew it and you put it up there and hoped people came to visit, right?
1: yeah that's kind of the goal
0: <laughs> so after you get that first volume done, then you started a Kickstarter, right or how did that how that timeline flow
1: yeah basically i uh I hadn't really planned on I was trying to finish up the whole thing before I did a book, and that was my original goal and then I sort of realized that I had you know gotten to about the sixty or fifty or sixty page mark in the book, and I was like, well. I feel like that's about and I, and then, you know the kind of the first book ends with like a flying off into the, into the moonset I guess it's not really a sunset the moon's out. <laughs> uh, so that kind of felt like a natural stopping point for a book uh for like a to be continued portion uh and I and I uh, really wanted to kind of get something done to kind of uh this is going to sound terrible but I really wanted to sell something. <laughs> uh you know what I mean like I felt like a really good way to build an audience was to have a book and have a physical thing to be able to show people and take to conventions Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of show it around, you know, and, and, you know, have that Kickstarter, you know, for it. And surprisingly, a lot of the Kickstarter, uh, people that bought the book were just people from Kickstarter, which was surprising to me. Like, so I'll I'll back up. I think I feel like I got my head of myself. So. Uh, so basically, yeah, I, uh, you know, uh, so I'm, you know, by day, the nine to five that I've got, I, uh, am, uh, an art director, graphic designer kind of guy. So I, you know, know Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign. I know basically all the programs, you know, and as well as like all the, you know, web programs too to kind of, you know, do the whole WordPress thing on the site. Luckily, uh, I got to actually give a big shout out to, uh, to fill, uh, his, his, his Twitter handle is Frumph, uh, F-R-U-M-P-H, I believe is how it's spelled. He created this thing called, uh, Comic Press and or Comic Easel, depending on which version you're on, uh, which is a huge, huge help to comic, uh, people. They're kind of using WordPress to, uh, host and, uh, uh uh, comic sites, so basically it's like a plugin that you 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 use to kind of uh catalog and do all that kind of stuff with WordPress for your comics so he was incredibly nice and helped me out uh when I needed you know help with that i but i could you know basically code the the c s s and the site myself and kind of make a nice looking site uh fairly easily you know and then uh kind of took you know, that did the, you know, book, you know, worked on it for about a year and a half and uh, put the whole thing in InDesign, you know, made a nice cover, kind of added, I wanted to have something different in the book than you could get available online, sort of as an extra incentive to buy. So I put sort of some making of stuff in the back of the book, kind of like a how my process works, you know, what programs I'm using at what point showed like different like pencil sketches of original, you know, Kind of like, you know, different character sketches, how they re- initially looked, how they, you know, evolved throughout, you know, kind of then, you know, like, you know, pencil ink stages of the, you know, different uh, points of how a page is made. They kind of talked about how that happens. Uh, kind So kind of the idea that, you know, when you're buying the book, you're buying something that was a li- you know, at least a little bit different than you saw on- online. You know, so kind of as an extra incentive,
0: something a little bit, yeah, different, kind of like a not a director's cut or something like that, but just like an enhanced edition.
1: Yeah, like yeah, that, that that's kind of the idea. It's like it's like if you bought the DVD, you could get some special features. Like that was kind of the idea. You know? Right. You, you weren't just buying the movie that you could get, you know, anywhere else. You you were buying it to well, one support, you know, the 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 the, the studio or me. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and two. Uh, you know, to kind of get that little extra behind-the-scenes peek of how, how, how it all kind of happens. So that was kind of the idea.
0: Okay. So talking about supporting you, know, you right? What's, mm-hmm. what's the best way, if someone is listening to this and they're interested and they want to check out your comic and they want to support you, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, I mean, I've got books available online. There's a store link in, in, on the site at the top. If they go there, it has like some shirts and stuff, but and that's kind of just whatever. The best way to do it is to buy the book. You know, like if you if you buy the book, uh, you know, and, and you can then you can have it. And I'll mail it to you. Uh, I, there's two editions. There's the regular one. I'll just send you the book. Or if you want me to uh, draw something in it, I think that's like maybe like ten bucks extra. I don't know what it is. Uh, but I'll buy. I'll, I'll you know if you do want me to draw in the inside cover of the book, I'll do that. Um, kind of have a, as an artist edition thing, you know, and then that way you can kind of have it and share it around with your friends and then borrow it or, you know, buy two <laughs> or, you know, heck, just read the st- read the story and post about it. You <laughs> know, put it, you know, put it on, uh, you know, your Facebook, your, your Twitter, you know, or link it on Tumblr, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, pin it on Pinterest. I'm not really on Pinterest. I don't really understand it. I'm not either. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess like, I could see how it would be would be helpful but I I just glossed right over that one
0: sorry yeah. sorry pinterest folks you just lost 7 listeners i know i'm sorry set <laughs> those those
1: 7 of you <laughs> but I, hey you know what if you pin it i'll i'll be there like <laughs> uh no so yeah that i think just basically the idea is at this point i'm just trying to kind of get out there and get people to you know read the book you know enjoy it and have fun with it. So, um, really, I think just spreading the idea that this thing exists and is really cool and you like it and get other people excited about it is fantastic. So you know? spread the word. Exactly. And we are, all, I'm also on, uh, Facebook. Uh, we've got a night smoke Facebook page. If you just Google night smoke on not if you just search for night smoke on Facebook, you can't Google <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, you, you'll, you'll find it there. Um, uh, I also, I'm on Instagram too, and I, uh, do a lot of, I post a lot of process stuff there. My Instagram na- name is the incredibly, uh, original name, Scott Dremond. So. <laughs> well,
0: you know, that works because I wish I could get my name, you know, on Twitter or something like that, but I think Nathan Thomas is just way too common.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I. I'm really mad cuz I don't have Scott Drummond at Gmail. Like I th- if I had that one, I'd be really happy and then I could have like have a nice thing cuz I'm Scott Drummond I'm on Twitter, I'm Scott Drummond on Instagram. I've got Scott Drummond on Tumblr, but I do not have the email address. So I was really hoping if I could just kind of have it all, you know, under one name, I could have a really nice clean business card. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, your Twitter is at S-C-O-T-T-D-R-U-M-M-O-N-D. Yep. For anybody who is looking for the spelling of it there. So, you know, we, we're drawing a little bit long here, so I, I want to be respectful of your time, but I do have one more question for you. Sure. So, entertainment, not entertainment, uh, convention season is in full swing right now. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be in attendance at any of these uh, conventions that are upcoming?
1: Yeah, uh, coming up, I think the next one I'm going to be at is Kansas City Comic Con. It's a brand-new convention, and I'm going to look up the date because I don't want to screw it up. I believe it's August 7th through 9th, if I'm right. Yeah, here we go. It's pulling up.
0: Are they just calling it KCCC because that would be amazing?
1: Yeah, it's uh, KCCC. What the logo says uh, if, uh, if if you go to Kansas City comiccon.com it's got uh, it there basically it's at Bartle Hall it's a brand new show August 7th through 9th I'm gonna have a table up there uh, I'm, I'm actually running a little bit low on books uh, for the volume one so if you'd like a book uh, definitely order it uh, soon or come see me at this show I'm because you, uh, you know I could run out at the end of the show so, so. is this still
0: the first printing of volume one?
1: Yeah, this is the first printing. So, if you want a copy of the first printing, I'll, I'll probably do some more uh, fairly soon after that. But, you know, kind of all depends on, you know, how everything works out and all that. Also, uh, I hesitate to say I'm going to do it because I haven't said anything anywhere else. So, here you go. Here's an exclusive. I think I'm going to have a, a kind of a, a preview floppy, uh, like a 24 to 28 page. You know, floppy of uh, volume two, sort of as a preview, kind of basically everything up in up to next week's comic that's going to be out on the internet is going to be in a, in a basically a KCCC exclusive uh, floppy uh, comic. So I think I'm going to sell those for about five bucks. Uh, so they'll be pretty exclusive to just this show. Uh, so you should definitely come by and grab one of those yeah. if you are in attendance.
0: So I know we have some listeners in the Kansas City area that'll be intrigued. So I I encourage you to go check out the Kansas City Comic Con and specifically stop by Scott's desk.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We don't have our tables or anything yet. We don't have our table numbers, so... Yeah, definitely follow me on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, kind of just check the site. I'll be posting there, you know, exactly where I'll be. And I'm sure the, you know, program will have it too. But always good to encourage people to, you know, follow all that kind of fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I think I lied. One more question for you. Okay. And I think I know the answer, but just to make sure, who is your favorite superhero?
1: It's a tough one. I mean, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man has always been my geek-out superhero. Like, uh, you know, I always read, you know, Amazing back in the day. Um, I really enjoyed the first two (laughs) of the, you know, Tobey Maguire movies. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You know, the third one kind of got a little ridiculous. I actually really enjoyed uh, the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, too. Mm Mm-hmm uh i I watched the heck out of uh the sixties cartoon as a kid i w- you know Miss Lion, you know firestar, Iceman, that one that was a great show <laughs> It's actually really bad now i r- I actually started watching it on Netflix tried to watch it, and man that show's terrible <laughs> 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 but i've uh, I've been kind of uh keeping up with some of the newer stuff with uh, Spider-Verse and things like that and Spider Spider-Gwen Gwen and things I love Spider-Gwen. That's the best. That's the best new character out there right now. I love Spider-Gwen. Like of oh, the big, you know, in the big two, I think that she's just a blast. Like that idea is so much fun that, you know, basically that, you know, Peter turns himself into the lizard and she's got to deal with that death and yeah. Yeah, those guys are doing a heck of a job and I love I love the colors in that book too. Just the art style and the colors are just f- fantastic. There's so much fun. It's basically, that book feels like uh, just like a crazy, you know, indie punk rock and roll bit of comic. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So, and
0: I see that you on your website here, I believe this is your website anyway, scottdrummond.me. Is that yours?
1: Yes, that's also me. That's kind of my uh, portfolio site. If you want to see kind of more pinup stuff, uh, I've got a Spider Gwen picture up there. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I got uh, you know one of the new Batgirl, the new Batgirl costumes on there. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is on there. Just some fun stuff. Uh, you know, kind of a more portfolio show off what I do, uh, all that kind of stuff.
0: I find your lack of Star Wars work disturbing.
1: That's true. I do need some Star Wars work, especially now with those movies. Mm-hmm. I've got to come out with, like, that Chrome Trooper. Man, that thing is crazy.
0: Yeah. I I was at C2E2 this, you know, a month or two ago, and there were some Star Wars art from Episode Seven that were kind of starting to come through. So uh went by one of the booths, and I picked up some artwork that was really cool, like, really high-resolution, glossy finish of the chrome trooper which i think they call as captain phasma and of bb8 cuz bb8 just looks amazing
1: is that is that the the crazy droid the circle droid
0: yep the, the like the the ball with the little head on it
1: that thing is so cool i can't believe they made that thing
0: oh yeah i was i was super excited when they came out on stage and had you know r2 and bb8 and bb8 was rolling around there and just it was awesome i i loved seeing that
1: it was so crazy. Like, the, the, I love that Abrams is, like, making real props. Like, that's so cool. It's, like, it's Star Wars. You have more money than God. Like, you're. it's going to make all the dollars. It's going to be fine. You can afford to not do stupid CGI stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I love about Mad Max also, that new Mad Max movie. It's just, like, they made all that stuff. That's so cool.
0: A lot of practical effects in it.
1: Mhm I love practical effects. I think and I love that everything's kind of moving that way, you know. Yeah. Pe- and that people are knowing, you know, noticing it and saying things about it so that then, you know, big studios can go, "Oh, people like practical effects. Maybe we should do it more."
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, you, if you want to see a whole bunch of CG, then you'll go watch a Pixar movie, right? right but totally. if you want to see Batman in a suit, you want to see the suit
1: yeah exactly yeah i want to see it all i want to see you know i want to see a real batmobile you know i want to see all sorts of crazy real things like i don't know i recently tried to watch um have you heard of what's it called the uh oh it's that cut of star wars where uh you know they they put all three of the the phantom edit yeah the phantom edit God, I tried to watch that the other like maybe like a month ago. That was hard to watch. (laughs) Those that that first you know movie and a half, or you know first two movies are just so bad. (laughs) It's just so it's just hard. It's just difficult to watch, even with Jar Jar cut out. Like you just kind of see all this like bad CGI, you know, especially coming from like a Game of Thrones. You know, coming from Game of Thrones and watching, like, you know, those kinds of things where it's, like, they go to, like, a crazy place in Spain that has all that stuff, you know, and it's, it's you know, this beautiful scenery, and then this poorly made CGI.
0: Yeah. It was groundbreaking back in the day, like, in 2002 when Clones came out, I think, and 99 uh, when Phantom Menace came out, I believe. Phantom right. Menace still at least had a decent amount of practical stuff in it, but most of it was cg at that point too.
1: Yeah, I just remember like there's one scene at the beginning of 2 where, where like you can tell that it's just two characters on a green screen and like the the whole like there's like this whole staircase next to them and it's all fake. Yeah. <laughs> you can just kind of tell and it's like, oh, that's too bad."
0: It it I'm sure you look back at it now like with your comparisons especially like with Guardians of the Galaxy you know, the CG work there compared right. to Attack of the Clones, it probably doesn't hold up as well as uh, one might like. Because that was how many years ago?
1: Gosh, yeah, that's was like 15 years ago. Yeah,
0: almost. so I mean, 15 years ago, and it was groundbreaking at the time, and obviously in the past 15 years, we've emerged a lot since then. But
1: Well, and, and at least you have to give George Lucas credit for making all the theaters update the digital projectors. Right, exactly. Like, that's, that's something. You got to mm-hmm. do that. Like, all right, good job, George. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we wouldn't be where we were today with the effects if we hadn't gotten to that step. And so right. it's important to remember the history. It's true. Well, <laughs> as, uh, as we will conclude our discussion here, is there anything else that you would like to plug or bring up before we let the folks go?
1: Uh. No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, I'm going to try to do some more shows, uh, maybe this fall, maybe next year. So if you uh, want to see me anywhere, if you're like, man, Scott should come to this show, let me know. Just, you know, send me a message on Twitter, you know, an at reply or whatever, you know, say something on my Facebook, on Smokes Facebook page, you know, say, hey, you should come do this show. You have fans here, and I'll tell all my friends to come see you. Uh, let me know, and I'll I'll see if I can make it happen. I mean, I'm probably not going to do a New York or a San Diego because those are ridiculous shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some, you know, the mid, mid-sized shows. St.
0: Louis, Chicago.
1: Yeah, like, I'd love to do, you know, I'm going to try to maybe do a C2E2, uh, you know, I was talking about some other ones. Uh, you know, I'd love to do an Emerald City, uh, something like that, so. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what my next move is as far as, you know, doing the expansion thing. Got it o- onwards and upwards.
0: Onwards and upwards, that's right. And always twirling, twirling, twirling.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> well, Scott, thanks again for having a chat with me in this little entertaining discussion that we've had. And um, appreciate you taking the time out. And I appreciate, obviously, the listeners uh, listening to this discussion uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at EntertainingPod. Shoot us an email over at That'sEntertaining at gmail dot com. And until next time, we hope that you have been entertained.